Tere, and welcome to History of Estonia podcast, episode 39, Foreign Policy from 1920 to 1940. In this episode, we continue our chronological retelling of Estonian history, covering the book History of Estonia, published in 1997 and written by Tono Tonberg, Ein Mesolu, Tonis Lucas, Matti Lauer, and Ago Payer. We find out how Estonia was initially only recognized by the Soviet Union, which didn't do Estonia much good, as there were no other countries in the world that recognized either of them at the time. We also learn how Estonia was finally recognized by the League of Nations in 1921. We go on to cover how the Baltic countries of Poland, Lithuania, Latvia, and Estonia tried to pull their resources and sign a defense alliance in the early 1920s. Just imagine if this would have succeeded and how history could have been altered. We also take a brief look at what is going on in the rest of the world leading up to World War II. The question of the future of Estonia arrived in the international arena at the beginning of 1918. In connection with the increase of the danger of German occupation and Estonian aspirations for independence, the Entente countries, which were interested in a speedy defeat of Germany, were benevolent to the aspirations of Estonia. In May 1918, both the British and French governments recognized Estonia de facto. The final resolution to the problems of Estonia came at the Paris Peace Conference. At this conference, which lasted from January 1919 until January 1920, the victorious great powers were busy working out peace terms most suitable to their own ambitions and did not pay attention to the fate of the recently independent small nations. Estonia was supported to the extent necessary to ease the fight to overthrow the Bolsheviks. Legal recognition of the independence of Estonia was avoided. By the summer of 1919, it had become clear that there was nothing Estonia could expect from Paris. The head of the Estonian delegation, Interior Minister Jan Poska, suggested looking for new solutions. First, ending the war with the Soviet Russia should come under discussion. This idea was realized by the Tartu Peace Treaty signed on the 2nd of February, 1920. In the international arena, the mutual recognition of Estonia and Soviet Russia did not change anything, as neither of the countries was recognized by other states. Somewhat more importance could be laid on the recognition de jure by the Finnish Republic at the beginning of 1920. On the other hand, the first attempt by Estonia to become a full member of the League of Nations in September 1920 failed as the application was rejected. A change in the foreign policy of the Western countries came when the Supreme Council of the Entente countries recognized the Baltic countries in the second half of January 1921. This was followed by de jure recognition by the majority of European countries during the summer. In September 1921, Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania 
were admitted to the League of Nations. The last of the great powers to recognize Estonia was the United States of America in the summer of 1922. After September 1921, Estonia joined the international sphere of communication as an equal partner. From now on, Estonia could start finding solutions to the problems its foreign policy faced. The most essential task was to ensure the security of the country, which arose from the dangerous geopolitical position of Estonia. Out of all the countries that had once fought over Estonia, the only states to endanger Estonia at the beginning of the 1920s were Germany and Soviet Russia. The first of these was weakened by its defeat in the First World War. But several attempted coup d'etats, which took place in Germany at the beginning of the 1920s, provided reminders of the danger. On the other hand, Soviet Russia was ready to destroy Estonian independence at the first suitable moment, whether under the slogan of world revolution or the restoration of empire. Initially, Estonia saw the way out in normalization of relationship with Soviet Russia. Considering mainly international interests, huge storage facilities were built at the port of Tallinn to develop Russian transit trade. The eastern neighbor was also promised some economic advantages. To a certain extent, Estonia was prepared to cooperate with Soviet Russia on an international scale. In 1922, the Baltic states presented to Moscow a joint proposal for a non-aggression pact. In spite of all the attempts at normalization, the foreign policy of Soviet Russia did not encourage the Baltic states to believe they had sufficient security guarantees. Support was simultaneously sought from the Western great powers. Since the days of the War of Independence, people in Estonia had felt an attachment for Britain. Therefore, great hopes were placed on London. No agreement was reached because Britain had too little interest in faraway Estonia. After the attempted revolt of 1924, Estonian politicians finally understood that there was no sense waiting for actual help from Britain. Nevertheless, a certain attachment for the country remained. At the beginning of the 1920s, great hopes were placed on a regional military-political defense alliance to guarantee independence. Cooperation between Finland, Estonia, and Latvia, Lithuania, and Poland had started in the days of war. By the summer of 1920, a proposal for a joint defense convention had been tabled. Its realization was prevented by a military conflict between Lithuania and Poland. From then on, joint activity of the five states became impossible. Next, an attempt was made to form an alliance of four states, excluding Lithuania. In 1922, a new draft agreement was worked out. This time, a change in the foreign policy of Finland became an obstacle. Helsinki tried to approach the Scandinavian countries and keep its distance from the unstable Baltic region. The only actual step to form a Baltic alliance was made at the end of 1923, when a, when a treaty 
of Estonian and Latvian Defense Alliance was signed. Simultaneously, an agreement was reached about future economic cooperation, and finally the border between the two countries, which had caused numerous conflicts, was defined. Yet the defense convention between two small countries did not essentially increase the security of either country. In the following years, the Baltic Alliance remained on the agenda, but it was never actually founded. In the middle of the 1920s, the danger of military conflicts in Europe decreased, and the international status of small states, including Estonia, was consolidated. When the situation in Germany stabilized, the likelihood of reactionary revolutions declined, as well as the threat for independence of Estonia. After the failure of the 1924 plot, Soviet Russia gave up organizing conspiracies. At the end of the decade, Estonia managed to conclude agreements about solving the border incidents and trade agreements with its eastern neighbor. In 1932, after 10 years of negotiations, a non-aggression pact was signed with Soviet Russia. It seemed to be possible to develop peaceful relations with its eastern neighbor after all. At the same time, the League of Nations strengthened. It had turned from a political chat room of great powers into an important figure in world affairs. From the standpoint of small states, the conclusion of the Lascarno Agreements in 1925 was especially important. It demonstrated that the League of Nations could develop into an effective factor to guarantee security. It can therefore be understood why, in this changed situation, Estonian politics relied on the League of Nations. Estonia actively participated in the works of the League of Nations, joining all the agreements and declarations, which seemed to reduce the danger of war. The plenary meeting of the League of Nations was used to introduce Estonia and establish contacts with the politics of other countries. Simultaneously, reproachment between the neighbors took place. This was conditioned by an increased interest in Estonia. Especially noticeable was the growth of Swedish interest. At Tartu University, a chair of Swedish language and literature was endowed. Swedish businessmen invested in Estonia more boldly than before, and mutual state visits at the highest level took place. In 1928, the head of state, Jan Tunnison, paid a visit to Sweden and in 1929, King Gustav V of Sweden arrived on a return visit to Estonia and Latvia. Close contacts lasted until the 1934 coup d'etat, after which democratic Sweden was not interested in communicating with an authoritarian regime. The mutual interest between Estonia and Poland was expressed by the visit of the Estonian head of state, Otto Strandman, to Poland and the return visit of the president of Poland, Ignacy Mosiski, to Estonia in 1934. The conflict between Poland and Lithuania remained an obstacle to the relationships between Estonia and Poland. Because of the rapprochement between the two countries was interrupted in Kaunas as a hostile act towards Lithuania. The crisis of international relations 
began with the National Socialists coming to power in Germany in 1933. The victory of supporters of Hitler meant a new rise of aggressive tendencies in German policy. An open course was taken towards revising the peace treaty of Versailles and militarizing the economy. At the same time, the inability of the League of Nations to solve international problems became clear. The disarmament conference, which had been a long time in preparations, failed. Japan and Germany first left the disarmament conference and then renounced their membership of the League of Nations. The international organization was also unable to solve several military conflicts in different regions of the world. The Western great powers did not dare to apply decisive measures to tame the aggressors. Submissiveness only increased the ambitions of the latter. For Estonia, the English-German naval pact concluded in 1935 was not good news. It gave Germany the right to increase its navy. Arising from this pact, it became clear that, in the event of war breaking out, Germany could block the Straits of Denmark, which would leave the Baltic Sea totally under the control of Germany and the Soviet Union. Another sign of danger for Estonia was that Soviet Union became more active. In the years of 1934 to 1935, Moscow proposed various projects aimed at tighter binding the Baltic states to Moscow. In order to achieve this aim, the threat of Germany was stressed, along with the importance of joining forces as a counterbalance. When the Eastern Pact, which should have guaranteed the security of the Baltic states at both their eastern and western borders, failed because of the opposition of Germany, Moscow offered the Baltic countries an opportunity to conclude Pact of Mutual Assistance. The pact would have given the Soviet Union the, the right to establish military bases in the Baltic states. In spite of the seemingly peaceful offer from its eastern neighbor, Estonia did not trust Moscow's proposal and rejected it. Next, the Soviet Union started to promote the founding of the Baltic Triple Alliance, hoping to influence the foreign policy of Estonia and Latvia in a direction suitable to Moscow through Lithuania, which was rather friendly with the Soviet state. In September 1934, a cooperation agreement between Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania was signed. It foresaw a close cooperation of the three states in the spheres of economy and culture, as well as regular meetings of the prime ministers to solve political problems. As to ensuring security, the agreement did not have any noteworthy importance. But in the hopes of the Soviet Union failed because the approach of the Baltic states to Moscow did not take place. By the end of the 1930s, the Estonian situation had become unfavorable. The danger from aggression by both Germany and the Soviet Union increased but there was no hope of help. The democratic Western countries preferred a policy of appeasement towards the aggressors. The League of Nations was in a deep crisis. The formation of a strong military political Baltic alliance had failed and no foreign country 
was interested in Estonian independence to the extent of running the risk of war. The only hope was to try to steer a middle course between the Soviet Union and Germany in order to preserve independence. In 1938, Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania were declared neutral, following the example of the Scandinavian countries. This step had mainly rhetorical value, as Estonia lacked the power to defend its neutrality in Europe, which became increasingly more difficult. In these circumstances, some circles, first and foremost, that Estonian higher military officials started attempts to approach Germany. But as the leaders of the states were not unanimous on questions of foreign policy, and Germany was not interested in Estonia as an equal partner, these attempts failed. When World War II began, Estonia appeared isolated and turned into an easy capture for stronger states. And that is where we will leave our timeline for now. In the next section of the book, we're going to cover cultural life in the 1920s and 1930s, which will either be a single large episode or I might break it down into two smaller. It is a rather large topic, but a very important one, as Estonians were able to express themselves. And when modern Estonians look back at this period, I think it's looked back as sort of a golden age for Estonian culture. My name is William Parsley. And if you would like to reach out, you can do so at sparsleyw at gmail.com. So, until next time, g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g